is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What Is This Behavior podcast, a show where three South Asian creatives speak to other South Asians that are going against the grain and doing things differently. In today's episode, which is a particular favorite of mine, me being Ruben, if you can't distinguish between myself and my brother Aaron, um, is about therapy, in particular, psychotherapy. It's something that all of us have ended up in even though back in the day we thought it was reserved for quote-unquote mad people. We talk about our process, how we ended up in it, what we're learning and how we plan to move forward. And what I think is a really interesting thing here is towards the end of the show, regardless of how different we are as personalities, we realise that we've all got the same issue around something in particular. It's mad. Hope you enjoy the show. What is this behaviour? Right, we're officially recording. Oh, that was Aaron's introductory cough. Thank what you. What did that communicate, Aaron, that cough? What was hidden in that cough, bro? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what does that cough you mean to you? Some co- a subconscious coming out, you know. And we've stopped, talk- like we've stopped talking about the weeks now, isn't it? Because uh, we've yeah. just muddled it all up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're like just this combobulating the minds of listeners by it's, saying it's week five when it's clearly like week 29 and that. Mind it's quite deep. What is time? time All right. Is a well, construct. oh my God, we've gone existential again. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's That's the only a place construct. I stay in, bro. I stay existential. I am existential. <laughs> yeah. I hear you, you know. I'm quite similar as well. I do question absolutely everything. Well, you're going into At- the ocean these days. What's that What's that about? Tell us. What's, go- what's going on with the ocean, Ruben? Do you know, the ocean is infinite depth. Thomas, and I, I think I, as a being, am infinite depth, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is honestly the perfect what? segue to talk about today's episode, which is what we think is a discussion around therapy, right? Mm. Yes, so therapy is this episode. Yeah, I mean, Aaron initially listed this as an idea, and I immediately was like, yes, I think that's a great thing for us to chat about. Um, and Aaron, you framed us as free people at different stages. Do you want to chat a bit about that to get us into the, into yeah, the juicy so, um, bits? Yeah, I just thought it'd be a dope episode to talk about. Um, so to give you guys some context, I have just started therapy. I'm not, depending on whenever this episode drops, I don't know, but I'm in my sixth week um, this Friday. Uh, so obviously this has been on my head. It's been like a huge part of my life the last few weeks, um, really enjoying the process. And then uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it'd be a really interesting topic for an episode because Ruben kind of helped me on that journey of actually finding my therapist. Um, and I know you, Rubes, have been, you know, you've, you've probably, you finished your therapy session. And then I've just briefly heard that Almas is kind of, you know, in the middle of her kind of journey. So yeah, I think we're three individuals along different journeys um, within the therapist or therapy um, path. And I just thought it could mm. be good to chop it up, talk about experiences, even to be honest, it's kind of a selfish thing, but maybe I can get some tips and tricks on how to get the most out of my session being the um, mm. <laughs> person that I am. 
Interesting. Almas, what was your thoughts when we were like, let's chat about therapy? I was game for it. Um, I've me and you have been chopping it up about therapy for a couple of years now. Uh, mm. I remember when I went when I was looking for my therapist, you were like, "Oh, what did you say? I'm gonna start therapizing the therapist." Because like Ruben and I like chat like for ages about this kind of philosophical kind of stuff, and I think we all probably share how interested we are in just growth and the mind and just understanding stuff a little bit better. So when Aaron, you put this forward, I was actually really, um, I was relieved <laughs> in a way. No, yeah, yeah. because I, I, in my real life, I talk about it all the time. Like with yeah. my friends, mm. to be honest, yeah. anyone I meet within like 20 minutes, I'm like, yes, I'm just going therapy. And then you always get a mixed reaction. And so yeah. I was happy that you, um, <laughs> I was happy that, yeah, you brought it up and we're talking about it now. Yeah, you know yeah. what that. Sorry, we were going, go, because I've got. No, go on. Go, go, no, no, I always just find that 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 when you drop it, when you drop the therapy kind mm. of word, because um, yeah, you guys have really, I don't know, in terms of your emotional intelligence and being really vulnerable and confident in your vulnerability about talking about maybe difficult topics, you guys are, you're there. I think you're, you know, <clears throat> you guys are good at that, but when I was just initially speaking about the therapy thing, I kind of talk about it in a really joyous term, but it's so interesting to see people's reactions. Sometimes I just do it as a game and just drop it so casually and just, you know, just, just clock the visual, um, visual reactions. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. When myself and Alma, going back to what Alma said about my comment about her therapizing the therapist, the reason I said that, like there was two main jokes about Alma's going for therapy in my head. Number one is because it's it's that that therapizing a therapist thing is Almas, Almas, what I know of you, you have just a natural innate ability to understand social dynamics and, and, and human condition quite well. And this was before you went into therapy, like you have quite. You're very emotionally literate, emotionally, emotionally, Ruben, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man was educated in ends, emotionally literate. <laughs> And you have lots of conversations about feelings with people. Um, And I don't Mm. know if that's just more a woman thing than it is a man thing. But for me, I think it was quite an Almas thing. So I was like, you know a lot of shit. That would be interesting to hear the conversations you're having with your therapist. And then also I made this joke about Almas's therapist going to end it. Like she's just going to (laughs) just kill kill him or herself or their self. Cut it off. Listening to Almas because... Almas is honestly like an infinite being, fully curious, always asking questions, opening one room, going into that and finding 20 doors in her next room. And I'm like, oh my God. some Doctor Strange end. things. Some Doctor Strange Yeah, things. do you know what I mean? It's one of those ones where like the therapist speaks to Almas on a preliminary call and then just rings their partner up and they'll be like, you know what, take out that second mortgage, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to have the money for that around the world mate. cruise trip. Do you know what? Like, I'm interested to see if my therapist actually listens to this. And I'm sure when we get back in the room, she's she's going to have, I don't know. Do you know what? She's probably not going to say anything, actually. She's just going to sit there and we're going to have eye contact for like 15 minutes. I'm just going to be like, Jackie, what is it you want? <laughs> no, it, it is, it's a really interesting space to be in. And it makes me mm. very... Um, I really like feeling like I'm not being judged, but I also, there's long periods of discomfort. Um, mm. 
And like, it's, yeah, I, I think I'm not sure if I will have the same therapist forever because I think people grow. Um, mm. And, in, you know, including uh, the person you're working with as well. But I do think that I will always have some form of therapy or community in order to do that. Because I actually think mm. that ther therapy and the concept of therapy um, looks different in different cultures. We don't always mm. have the traditional sitting in one room one on one. Like in some cultures, okay. therapy might look like um, on a Friday night going and playing dominoes with all the other guys and then you just get to blow some steam talk about your issues have your friends hold space for you and be able to mull over stuff do you know what I mean yeah. and mm -hmm. I think depending on culture that changes but right now for me having this dedicated time with someone who's able to just objectively look at stuff a little bit or sometimes even just empathize with you, even if you're not necessarily in the right, but you need someone, right? To just be like, mm. hey, I understand what you're going through or have you yeah. looked at it this way? Mm. Um, yeah. That's, that's interesting. With <clears throat> with your therapist, what? Um, how did you both, or why did you even decide that you guys wanted it? What was the moment that kind of pushed you forward to say you know what i'm gonna look into this and, and explore oh like i just felt myself something happened inside me and you probably just heard a breath it's like because when i think of that it was quite a confusing and hard time like i've come to learn going back to the good old anthony robbins about when and right why now human beings right now <laughs> right now How, like right now <laughs> how 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 and when human beings change right and like we really change when the pain of remaining is more than the pain of changing when it's oh, too painful to stay here we have to change and usually that's when most of us really change and for me i didn't know that i needed work done i didn't mm. know really what therapy was i thought therapy was just for people that were truly and utterly fucked like yeah. there's a problem child they go to therapy not me I, I know who i am and i know what's going on and i've yeah. done a lot of work on self and i've tried to attack my fears i thought i was balanced anyway so i had um loads of things bubbling away that were all kind of piling up and compounding but the tipping point that led me to therapy at the time was the breakdown of a relationship at the time okay and I was in so much pain and so much confusion, confusion, sorry, about myself and about my feelings that I was like, everything I've read and everything I know is not helping me right now. I can't turn to friends and family because I don't know. They might just say the things that they that they feel I want to hear. Yeah. I just need help. I need answers. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I realized I needed to go and then I started the process. How I found my therapist is a different answer. So yeah. I'll... Let Almas answer that. And, and then you as well, Aaron, if you don't mind. That would yeah. be nice to hear your story. Mm. Yeah. Um, for me, I had a massive breakup. And for two years, I spent um, going inward. And like literally, I just sat in my room. And it was like I was in a cave for a very long time. I was like bunning incense every day and like just like having herbal tea and being so still and like feeling so many emotions and it was just a lot and outwardly as I seemed okay right I feel like we have this crazy mechanism that allows us to still function but inside I was doing so much um I was just grieving a lot and just re 
reassessing a lot of things because it felt everything felt um like I didn't know anything and it was very confusing mm. um and then I started going to um a healing circle or a, you call it life art therapy it's called our naked truths and I've spoken mm. about this a few times I think over my throughout my work um because it's um a place to share stories and share a bit of yourself and be vulnerable and well, until you're in that kind of space I don't think you realize like or I didn't realize how much I didn't have that space yes. um how mm. much yeah how much you just we don't necessarily talk or share um it stays in our head a lot and if it does come out it might go in a diary but it's very different to you know in have that thought live and interacting with you know other consciousness um mm. And so through those group circles and lots and lots of Google searches, um, I found an, uh, a Jocelyn who runs Our Naked Truths recommended a um, platform called the Black and Asian Therapist Network. Mm. And so I found my therapist on there. And quite frankly, I knew that I wanted... So ultimately, I think that our brains are our brains. And I think the mind is the mind, right? And I do think that on paper, anyone can be my therapist. However, I am paying like <laughs> literally a pound a minute. I don't have time to spend like 20 minutes of that session explaining like, you know, being South Asian or explaining like what, what growing up in North London is like. I just need that person to get it quick because I am paying you for your time. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, wow. So I was like, cool, I needed to find someone who was like, right now anyway a woman a woman of color either a black woman or a non-black woman of color was my criteria and then tip like i ended up finding someone that looked very much like me um and on their website <laughs> they um on their website they um had specified that they uh that they work within like queer space and they're also women of color and i was like okay cool like this might be the person that i um, mm. speak to I, st I had I contacted them and I had to wait but um a few months but I found them there and then uh had a couple of consultation sessions and I think with, with a therapist you just kind of once you click you click and that's how I found them that was my journey it, it, it pr probably took about two or three years to get into the room it was quite a long wow. time but um I actually didn't have anything bad going on at the time my aim to get therapy was to start to build because I was equalized now I felt like a bit stronger and a bit more grounded I kind of wanted someone to hold my hand along the way so then if something like this ever happened again I had a different set of tools and an elevated level of consciousness to be able to overcome whatever was coming my way totally yes. totally so, Aaron how about you you know what I think I <clears throat> I got there or I reached there for a there's, I think there was definitely a few different moments that kind of prodded me towards it mm. without even knowing it. So, um, but I guess more recently there was a conversation. It's so, so funny because I won't be able to reveal everything because I'm married and um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't cover this prep talk before this episode with my wife. But um, mm. yeah, I think recently um, my, <laughs> wife has, my wife has a core group of friends that she's really, really close to. Um, four or five girls and every now and then they catch up on you know like Skype or a group call and stuff and they chat about stuff and I leave them I go into the, my other room do some work or whatever 
<clears throat> every time I go into the front room and hear them talk about stuff and I'm like, this is dope. She's got a really good, a good spirit among that group of girls. And I kind of looked at it. I wouldn't say jealousy, but I was just like, shit, these girls speak about stuff that I can never speak about with my group mm. of friends. Um, and all my boys are probably going to be listening to this, but I'm really, really blessed to have a, a, a good group of um, core group of <laughs> friends that I've grown up with for a long time. So I'd say like secondary school. So um, and even earlier, one of the guys is I've known I've known from nursery for about four years old and we're open with each other. We share a lot of stuff, but there's certain things that we just have never spoken about. And I don't know why it's, none of us bring it up, but maybe it's because you form identities in school and it's difficult maybe to kind of take yourself out of those identities and stuff. So, and I don't put any blame on that group. But I just looked at that and I was like, okay, cool. There's this, this shit that, you know, Iman speaks about. Um, that I'll be, I'd love to be able to unpack and speak about, and I don't. So I think that was the first point where I was like, "Shit, maybe it could be useful to find a space where I can just learn about other stuff." And then in that time as well, obviously, I was starting to explore different areas that I could potentially open up about this stuff. And therapy is one obvious one, and I can't remember where it was, but I read somewhere, and a quote really kind of resonated with me. It was. Um, Therapy is like a PT for the mind. So a personal mm -hmm. trainer for the mind. Mm -hmm. And me being my Sick. flipping um, learning and productivity buff, I'm like, yep, yeah, shit, sign me up, right? That's like, I'm going to oh, get better yeah. and learn stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I really kind of like framed it in that view. I was like, okay, this is dope. I can just be a better version, a more authentic version of myself. And this is also to do with my marriage. I was just like, okay, cool. I'd love to be able to connect with Iman in different ways that I can't. So I recognized that I was a little bit, um, I couldn't speak about certain things. So I was like, maybe this is a good way of exploring that and just getting better. Um, so yeah, that was one of the reasons. But then when I kind of looked back at it again, it also came from a point where I think I spoke about this previously in a podcast, but I went through this process of kind of reevaluate re-evaluating my career and my position and my direction of what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I worked on that Find Your Why book. You guys are probably aware of it. Um, mm. And part of that process is um, it's kind of a workshop element. So you kind of review 10 of the most important moments in your life from a positive perspective and a negative perspective. And you kind of essentially you go through this process, you sit down with someone who's not meant to be that close to you and you kind of sift through your life's memories essentially for gold so you're kind of sifting through all these moments that kind of have a link or themes and then you figure out these themes and you kind of apply these things so for me it was like travel and connecting of people and um culture and stuff and you kind of find these things that really made an impact on your life and you tried to frame it into a sentence that helps you build your life's work or your mission statement or whatever and then I would look back and I was like, fuck, that was like therapy in a way. Right. Mm. Um, but in a real, and I came out of that experience so kind of empowered. I was like, fuck. Mm. And I've never really been able to speak to people about different things like this. So yeah, that's, that's what kind of prodded me towards it. Um, and yeah, I've just found it really, I don't know, like I'm really, you know, I'm an infant on this journey compared to you guys, but um, I spoke to Ruben the other day and no, I'm we're like, all infants, man. We're all I'm like, bro, it's the thing that I look forward to so much. Mm. Um, and 
yeah, I guess this will lead on to the next questions, but that's 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 how I got into it anyway. That's that's so dope to hear that story, man. It's, it sounds like yeah. both of you embarked on your journey when you were kind of level and balanced and you were like curiosity and, and self-improvement was some of the drivers there. Whereas for me, it was just an utter obliteration. I was knocked out cold, down on the floor. I, I needed remember help. that, man. And I needed mm. answers, man. Mm. So, yeah. And I think anyone can start at any time. So, I mean, we're like 20 minutes into our chat already, yeah? yeah? And... I just wanted to ask both of you, like, what is therapy, psychotherapy to you in a distilled, quick answer, if you can do that right now? Uh, Aaron, do you want to go first? <laughs> I yeah, go I can first. try it. No, I can try. I can try. I guess. I don't know. From my sessions now, from the stuff that I've read and how I feel, I think it is a way of um, putting a mirror on yourself and allowing you to see things that you couldn't um if you were just had your blinkers on and living your life so mm. uh because yeah what i'm finding is that if essentially i'm trying to find the answers and i'm led to the answers myself i'm not getting something dictated to me <laughs> yeah. um but yeah that's that's i don't know that's how i view it at the moment you know, it could all go downhill from here. <laughs> like, I know we were speaking about opening Pandora's box. So there was a bit of fear, you know, when I first yeah. started. It was like, shit, I can you know, imagine. what am I opening up? But um, I think I can only get to, again, a more authentic version of myself. So I'd rather be that than mm. um, someone that's a bit more ignorant. Mm. I think one ready. of the things. So would you say, Rubes, or not ready? Yeah. I don't... What's a therapy? Yeah, I don't think it's ignorant to not go. And I don't think you were implying that, but in case yeah, anyone okay. listening thought that is the thing. Yeah, but we understand the fear and the courage it takes to go into, yeah, do you know what I mean? To actually That said, I felt yourself. so frustrated today. Honestly, like I felt so frustrated because I feel like I'm surrounded by like a few people and not necessarily like right now in my lifetime, but... Today, I felt a lot of weight and frustration for people that I've met along the way that want to go to therapy. But I, I understand the fear because I've been in that place where, like, you know, you're the first time you ask someone, like, what therapy is, or, you know, like the first time you do a Google search. Like, I feel like those things are quite daunting. Um, yeah. But I do think that, like, if you really do care about your capacity and you can do it, like, it's about where you put where you're putting your money. Do you know what I mean? Like where for me, like Ruben, I know that you you're similar to this. If we didn't have any money whatsoever, that first like fifty pounds or whatever is going to therapy before food. Do you know what I mean? Or before it, it gets to a point where like, come on, like help yourself. Yeah. And yeah. today I felt it, a lot of frustration because I, I feel the benefit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think just, that was a, I was going to jump in and say that I think that was an amazing point, Almas, and I was going to pose a question to both you guys as well and just see if you guys can explain to the audience, I guess, the finance element of therapy, yeah. right? Because I think a lot of people will be, me and Ruben had a conversation with an old friend mm. recently and he was like, but why am I going to spend this money when I could be saving it? 
Um, oh, wow. And that's that, and that's a valid, really, 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 really valid question. So, yeah. Ruben, do you want to? Well, you know should I, should um, I answer what? Should I answer? I was going to say. I think yeah, exactly. I think we're so passionate and curious about this that we're just hitting each other bare questions. Yeah, I'll yeah. answer mine. I'll answer mine. Then we'll and, get back to the money thing. Okay. Yeah, I've written that down on my notes as well. Um, all right. So for me, therapy. What does therapy mean to me? Um, I really love the fact that you made the PT reference, Aaron, because when I first started therapy, people were like, literally, what is it? And I was like, oh, it feels like gym for the mind. And if I was going to visualize it, it's like this muscle that's like suspended in thin air and it's kind of spark, spark, sparking <laughs> off. Like, do you know it. what I mean? In like a void. Yeah. And like every time I'm in therapy, I feel like I'm like, pulling it the way that you would like with, with you're you know doing bicep curls or whatever like you're stretching it mm. out you're putting weight and resistance on it and every time that muscle's just getting stronger and stronger and more familiar because therapy to me means exploring your mind and knowing what your triggers are knowing what makes you happy knowing just it's, it's that fear of exploring the unknown and you already know everything you're born knowing everything mm. you just have to you know when people say oh let's unlearn unlearning also means let's move closer to yourself. Let's move closer to what you already know deep down before the world tried to tell you that something was something else. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's, that's like the, you know, the big sort of broad view, but actually on a day to day therapy for me is creating space. Um, it's protected time. I know that Thursday, 9 p.m., 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., no matter what's going on. I was doing my therapy session in Ibiza. Like I said to my therapist, I was like, listen, it overlaps. I don't want to take holiday. I'll be calling you at 9 a.m. Like from my hotel room. <laughs> Literally so came, came in for the rave. Yeah, came in for the rave. And then I was, and that was nice because I knew that <laughs> there's someone there that genuinely mm. cares about my well-being. And mm. if I want to sit in silence for the hour, I can. My therapist told me the other day, she was like, Almas, like, don't worry. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for you. And to hear those words... Honestly, I was like, I don't know if I've ever heard that before for someone to be like, I'm not leaving you, like no matter what. That's and so... it, mm -hmm. it and I was so it was scary to even accept that, right? Because obviously we've adapted to change and relationships <laughs> ending and all of that kind of stuff. And you know, it just it, for me, it's definitely protected space and time to do anything you want to do with. That's beautiful. Okay, so I. I think in my messed up way, like or bungled up, this answer is, I think therapy for me is a safe space for me to talk about my life, be vulnerable, be seen, be held, be heard. It's, it's mm -hmm. cathartic to let that stuff out, um, but also it's really helpful for me to solutionize how I can move forward. What mm -hmm. I found really beneficial when being in therapy was number one, I didn't know how much weight I was carrying because I mm. normalized my experience of life. This is just who I am. This is just what I or men do. And then you That's realize, crazy. wow, you're carrying a whole heap of shit. <laughs> and then and then I was like, wow, like all these things I've learned in like the voices or the ideas in our head were initially outside of our head. So we live by this value, but that was really someone else's voice. Do you want to keep that as part of the operating system? Let's locate where that voice comes from. Is that your dad's voice? Is that Anthony Robbins? Is that fucking, 
future the rapper who's actually told you that and you start to dissect <laughs> all of that and for me i was like fuck me i am just a whole heap of other people's voices interesting what do i want what is serving me what isn't uh, it's yeah. been so transformative that's man that's I, th- so, I think in an odd way that's what therapy is for me that's so valuable man i think especially now in the modern age where we're bombarded with so many messages and so many confident messages as well, right? Oh, People bro. like fully fucking telling us, do this, this yeah. is right. Then yeah, it, it, that those lines can be blurred and it can get gray into figuring out self. So um, yeah, yeah you put you, that beautifully, man. And so. you know what? During that process, there's my psychotherapist, he done like loads of different um kinds of sessions and one of them was techniques like, yeah yeah all these techniques and one of them was like mapping out these ideals i had in my head and then he was drawing circles and grouping them and he was grouping a few of them and he was like see all of these these are similar whose voice do you think they come from mm. and i was like fuck will smith and oprah this is which <laughs> wow. which to me is oh which to God. me is good right and then mm. on the other side i'm like oh no that's my bedroom from uni you told me after bang bear girls oh that's him oh interesting <laughs> And then, Never. and then, what was really helpful in this process was me understanding patterns yeah. and learning, which is the hardest thing for me. Learning that human beings are constant paradoxes. Mm. And then Esther Prell goes on to say, and I always say this in conversation so passionately with people that anyone, with anyone that's had a deep one with me, would know. It's that what Esther Prell taught me is that we have so many paradoxes that are not problems to be solved they're just paradoxes to be managed and you know what that was liberating and scary i'm like fuck mm. I, I i want this and i also want that which opposes the, opposes yeah. it surely i've got a clean one out and focus on a solution but it isn't being an adult is learning that we've got all of this odd yeah. stuff going on how do we yeah. manage that and move forward there's mm. better insights man can I ask you a question with the um, the grouping side of things? Like how long, yeah. obviously, because I'm really early, I'm like six sessions mm. and uh, mm. you're making me panic now as if yeah. I've uh, done enough good shit in my lessons. Yeah. But um, no, <laughs> how this... <laughs> no, I love my therapist, man. I love a therapist. Um, but yeah, how, at what stage did that, did that kind of happen along your journey? Was that an early mm. thing or... Uh, yeah. Wait, what? Wait, can I just say something? Ruben, yeah, <laughs> Ruben gave me a system when he first when I first started. Yeah, he's therapy. giving me that system as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got like he's got Evernote. Is it Evernote again? <laughs> no, Evernote, I've got Richard, beef with Evernote, bro. He's like, yeah, I do it for that and Evernote after every therapy session. And he's so efficient. Like every yeah. session, how do you do that? Bruv, £50 a session. You think I'm just using this as a cathartic space? You think I'm just going there to cry? Cry for an hour? If I'm crying for an hour, I want to know why I'm crying. So next week, I'm crying about something else. That's interesting. That's a good question, Aaron. Yeah, go ahead. To ask you a question, I think it came like at least over six to eight months in. And also, I don't know if if your therapy yeah, that, journey will be linear yeah, right? yeah, yeah she yeah, may yeah. not use that if she doesn't need it it was just something sure. that kevin pulled up sure it's, i guess just different tools to um to, to use for different problems but yeah it's interesting to, to hear that that was a good segue though ruben 50 pan on uh <laughs> to, to talk about to talk about the finance no but i think it will be really helpful for those yeah. people that have no idea and i guess 
it's it's so crazy because I I read a book recently. This is I'm I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but um, just how the psychology of of money and and what we place value on. Uh, but um, do you want to talk about yeah roughly how much therapy costs and why mm. it could be valuable or how how to think about it and how to frame it? Mm. Mm. Almas, do you want to start this off? Yeah. Um, the topic of money is really important because um, in order to feel like the money to therapy is worth it, you have to see yourself and your mind as of value. And mm. we don't, we have not been brought up in a world where emotional intelligence and emotions in general and feelings have been top of the food chain um, and intrinsic motivators, which means the things that motivate you that are inward. So not money and not material things, but things that are inside mm. you to, you know, the will to be able to get up in the morning is very much dependent on your emotional and mental well-being. Um, so once you deep that, for me, take my money. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like oh, above, like above, like a pair of kicks, for example, because I love trainers. Yeah. I'll be, and so over the part. Interestingly enough, I started therapy because I got a full time job, and I was like, wow, like I've finally got money that I can invest into into myself right yeah. so i started yeah. it straight away and it was a massive lifeline um during this time period after that and i've been without a job for a, almost a year now actually and so it's been really tough and the one thing that made me really scared was not being yeah. able to afford therapy above my phone bill you know i was yeah. like nah like if i if i have <laughs> 200 pounds a month is what it costs me because it's 50 pounds a session so i'm mm -hmm. paying and it's for 50 minutes um, so that's why I'm saying I'm paying a pound a minute. <laughs> and, yeah. and you're um, doing it once a week. And I'm doing it once a week. And I have been doing it once a week. Aside from we have holiday weeks that we can take, my therapist and I. Yeah. But aside from those, I've been doing it for almost two years now. Um, okay. And um, the consultations at the beginning were £30. Typically, we have one consultation. But my therapist said, oh, do you know what? I feel like we we have a lot to talk about because I just spoke for the whole first like yeah. hour. Um, <laughs> so she was like, "I'm going to extend the we consultation need to chat about your needs." Uh, yeah. to just take up um, their space. <laughs> yeah. So she extended the consultation, and then at the beginning of lockdown, we had a open conversation about money. And my therapist very kindly said that she would be happy to continue to do therapy without payment. Um, but I said to her that I would, I will pay her until I can't pay her. Um, mm. And so I've been no. able to pay her, uh, okay. yeah, consistently. And for me, that feels good. I feel like I can, that feels good yeah. inside. So, yeah. yeah. I just want to go back to your point. I think just kind of re-raising it again, but I guess investing in yourself is really important. Oh, right? it's, and, I wouldn't, and the idea yeah. of saying that you, yeah. you know, framing it that you are investing in yourself, in yourself, your mental well-being, your mental health. Um, I know this can sound really far-fetched, but if anything, like, because I guess like when people kind of um, relate paying for a Pete, like a, a traditional, you know, physical personal trainer, they can often see the results. And I guess with with the mental thing or your mental health, it's maybe sometimes difficult to to track and to say, you know, I've got this much value out of it. But do you know um, what though? You say that, but I feel like you you can see it. Yeah, you can, like, but I guess it's just yeah. not like super clear to some people. Like if I if suppose so. Yeah. Well, we don't know what it looks space. like. Yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah. to measure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I think there's a great point in terms of like, you know, if depression can cut down years of your life, right? So literally, if you look, if you're looking at it that 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 perspective, then you know it's adding a huge amount of value, man. Yeah, I've I've got two points to add here. Like, I'm gonna take a breath because I think this will land with some people. So I'm gonna breathe. <sighs> And I'm going to say, <laughs> again, I think getting it from the old Anthony Robbins, the quality <laughs> of the quality of our life is the quality of our thoughts. As well yeah. as our relationships. Yeah. Rep so like, repeat that. Repeat that. Jesus. The quality of our life <laughs> is, is the quality of our thoughts. So it's why we do anything like you're going to the gym. If, if you're one of those people that enjoy the process, you're going in there to feel better. That's a, yeah, that's your body, but that's also your mind. And mm. or if you're going there for aesthetics, it's to f to feel a certain way so that you think about yourself in a certain way. Everything's yeah. coming back to how we think and mm -hmm. feel emotionally. That's all head work. That's all in our head. And it's and if you look at the body, it's interesting, isn't it? It's like if we cut off a leg, we can live. If we cut off a hand, we can live. If we cut off two legs and two blood clot hands, we can live as a torso. <laughs> <laughs> If you cut off your head, you're dead, brethren. How can yeah. you not focus work on what's going on right at the top of your body, your head, mm. your mind, which is ultimately the quality of your life and thoughts? Mm, mm, yeah. Like the, the way people that don't, that don't, the way people don't deep it is, is quite ridiculous, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Rubes, uh, Rubes, I, I know yeah. I brought this again. So we, me and Ruben visited a friend recently and it was good. I think he had some really, really relevant questions. Um, but yeah, what he said was, you know, like it's, you know, it could be fairly expensive um, mm. to, to, to <laughs> smash out, smash out every week. Um, if, for those that don't know, do you have to do it every week? Um, no, you don't have to, but it's recommended to do therapy as regularly as possible and for, for uh, stretches of time. So then the work can happen over time. Also, I know that I went, I went to private therapy um, yeah. But they are lots of um, uh, free services and companies now that are coming out, especially for the black community. There's a lot of um, free therapy out there. And also yeah. lots of therapists, if you ask them, they can take, um, what's the word? Is it like, uh, it's not commission. Is it commission? Like student, not student discount, but you know, like kids concessions. Concession, so like if you yeah, tell, yeah. yeah, if you tell them you're like on a low um, salary or just that you can't afford it, most therapists are open to the conversation. Um, mm. So you, there are. They're going to be so mad there. at you now. You're just spreading, no, spreading. Well, no, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, it's yeah, no, no, no. It's it's a real thing. Like you have to ask. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, no, otherwise, 100%. like you know, mental mental health, like uh, or help for mental health, like should be accessible to everyone. Um, mm. And then also, you know, as I said before, I could afford to go to therapy. I went to group therapy. So that was like mm. five pounds or that was maybe like 10 pounds for a session. And then in that space, I was meeting therapists that were facilitating those workshops anyway. So I was able to still have so, access to the conversation and the community. Yeah. Um, and that was, right, was that is, a soft, soft entry into just getting yourself comfortable, maybe like maybe yeah, that's a great, yes. great suggestion yes. for people that are a little bit scared. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely me taking my time because I was shook. And, you know, at the beginning of this session, Ruben said, you know, like you you think about lots of things in the world. Do you know what I mean? And you're quite aware of social situations. But over time, I've learned that actually that's rooted in like deep fear. 
fear mm. of every situation. Like if I walk into a venue, I need to know where the exit is because I might I might have to run out. It's not safe. Mm. So and yes. if, if if I need to figure out someone's temperament, that's because uh, I need to figure out whether or not like they're gonna hurt me or not. Do you know mm. what I mean? And that's deep down. And I know the consequences yeah. aren't the same anymore, but the, where it's rooted and that muscle is so old and is so part of like my being that I really have to unpick it so that I'm not walking around in constant anxiety. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. And as I'm sure you're aware, that isn't just an Almas thing, that fear, right? That's a human mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And it's literally part of the human condition. It's part of what it is like to be human um yeah i hear you totally like when i deeped it it's the, it's the same thing it also That's ties why in with what it's worth it yeah yeah it ties into what brene brown said around um who is who's is it brene brown or brene brown brene brene who's brown. that so she's a best-selling uh, this author. is a whole new episode for Ruby. Yeah, there's a whole is. new author man. <laughs> trust me i'll go in on this yeah um, could, could i have to ask be- because ruben like has He's read so much. He has bare references. So I was just like, who is this person? Yeah, I don't know how to... She's a best-selling author. And she writes a lot around... I think human... Psychology, relationships. Okay. But she writes extensively around vulnerability and shame. And those emotions that prevent us from really connecting to other yeah. people. And really loving, right? And... Yeah. I don't even know what the point I was going to land on was. Oh, that's it. She said that we try to know everything to out in order to unwit vulnerability, which yeah. is needed for real human connection and for love to blossom. It's just an interesting point that just that's came it. to mind I as like, we were talking about that. I like that. Yeah. So wait, is it saying that we try to outwit vulnerability? Is that it? Yeah, it's like, yeah. So it's like if you're... Like falling in love or, or, or embarking on a new relationship, you can never know everything about that person or how the relationship's going to end up. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. if you've had loads of bad experiences, it's natural for the brain to say, you know what, I'm going to find all the fucking potential loopholes here, all the danger zones, so I know exactly what I'm getting into. And only when I know it's totally safe, I'm going to go in there and open my heart. But Brené's telling us, which is the truth, is that you could never get to that level with anyone ever because we're also evolving every second so there's so much vulnerability needed to lean into anything whether it's a relationship whether it's a new job whether it's anything but by us trying to learn everything and plan ahead we're trying to Mm. outwit vulnerability with our intellect and rational mind and Mm. yeah it's it's a losing battle inevitably it's a defense mechanism and and you said that was brene brown yeah rubes yeah brene brown that's that's um, just just for the listeners. That's just giving me an idea. But I think we, in terms of, we haven't done show notes before, but because we've we've covered a load of different things, like links mm. um, to find therapists and books mm. and authors we talked about. Um, yeah, we'll probably post it up on Instagram on one, on a separate post. All the stuff mm. we covered um, that you guys can check out mm. if you jump on that. Do you know well. what people yeah. have asked me before to to create a resource page? So maybe that's what we can do is just have like link or at like loads of loads of places that we've go on you've already got the evernote in it i'm sick of you know i'm ahead of the game don't you if you not deeped the evernote folder i've already got there's a there's a there's a note called evolutions or future improvements and in there is a public resource page so yeah 
Well, great minds, Almas. I'm not not that I'm ahead of you. I think this is a collective, collective intelligence just you know doing its thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll we'll sort all of that out. Hundred. Aaron, can I just really quickly just really cover the topic of money thing again? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. 40, 42 minutes. Jeez, because I remember before I went into therapy, I had a I had a chat with one of Aaron's brethren who had been in therapy anyway prior, and he's like, Ruben, let me tell you something, yeah. 50 minutes is going to fly it's yeah. going to be like 5 to 15 minutes and before you know time's yeah. up so he said when you're going into your sessions get have at least one top line idea that you'd like to talk about that week or it mm. would just fly and so i took that advice and i would go in every week with a top line of things i wanted to talk about that i felt or experienced that week and then also after therapy i'd go to the calf and then I'd run f and then I'd put it all down and I'll go through my system. So I was like top end, I was prepared at the back end. I'm, I'm dissecting information. So I'm really squeezing the juice out of the sessions because 50 pound is a lot, you know, when you're living in the ends and you're surviving yeah. Yeah, bro. rice crispy on toast and that. It's mad. That's the rule. It is. It, it goes, goes so, so fast. Quickly. Do you know what? I did try that for a while, Rubes, but I think it just wasn't my system. Um, yeah. But I can I feel like I feel like it's really useful because whenever we talk about it, you literally just pull up your notes and you're able to like figure That's out what it was that you spoke about or whatever. For me, yeah. my therapy, I did worry about that, but then my therapist was like, "Do you know what? Whatever's gonna like show itself in the room is just gonna like show itself in the room." And normally, mm. even if I start off like with my barriers and I'm talking about what I did on the weekend, the thing that happened on Monday was the thing that probably really upset me. And halfway mm. through, like that's probably that's it. Not even probably, it always comes up. I find a way yeah. to like um, to make it happen. And I feel and I've noticed that in real life conversations too is no matter what you're talking about, people will always steer it towards whatever it is that that's trying to get out. So also I'd say, yeah, so I'd say like, depending on who, to the listeners, if you're listening and you're not sure, just try out all the different approaches. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. see which ones fits you. Yeah, I just forget about things. Yeah. Cause my brain moves at a hundred miles an hour. So I need, yeah. I need to know that it, this thought, which is a baby right. of mine is safe somewhere. So, and I yeah. can refer to it and oh, it still frees yeah. my mind up. That's a beautiful yeah. way of putting it. You know, you know what? I really would want like one, one of the, the, the questions I wanted to bring up, I don't know if we've got time was, oh. I guess people's thoughts on, I guess therapy within our South Asian culture. Mm. Cause um, it came up rubes. I think when, when I was thinking about it, like, I think even before, I always just thought, it may sound a little bit ignorant, but I just thought, oh, therapy was just for middle-class white people. Yeah, middle-class <laughs> white people. I was even, yeah. remember, I, we, was, we was working in Harley Street. It was like a weekend job yeah. um, that I had from my dad, who is an accountant, and one of their clients, um, yeah, worked in Harley Street, and we would do a weekend kind of like reception job. Um, and yeah, upstairs, uh, one of the rooms was occupied by a therapist and yeah, you know, we'd see, you know, fairly wealthy people, couples come in and I was like, what the fuck's this man? And, you know, I remember asking <laughs> them how much money they're making, like they're going in there and paying all of this money. So yeah, I don't know if that's for another episode where we could definitely get a therapist on and cause there's yeah. a lot to unpack there in it, right. Within mm. the culture of our own culture, not really kind of seeing it as yeah. valuable, um and yeah i'll I'd... top line it i'll just top line my thoughts on that quickly I'll i think one as well listen bridget i think people that have been oppressed and have and have survived or are enduring a lot of trauma whether that's handed down or whether that's current stuff from their life 
need therapy more than ever. And I know everyone has their shit, right? Mm. Whether you're white, black, orange, green, it doesn't matter. But I think the South Asian community in the UK that I've been in contact with, a lot of them, especially around my age, have a lot that the first generation has left or I don't know. It's just a bit messy. And I think is really, really needed. I signposted a couple of my Tamil friends to my therapist and he's been extremely helpful to her or to them. Because I think there's a lot around discipline, right? And conformity. And that's definitely something that's part of, and again, part of a lot of other cultures, but very strong within our culture. Compliance. Um, Compliance, bro. That's been the first few episodes of my my journey Um, i'm trying to unpack yeah 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 yeah. um so and that yeah that's definitely um it's those yeah yeah something that's true that's why i went so far left bruv i went hard into comedy fuck all the compliance like now in therapy unpacking it i realized that i was rebelling against the amount of compliance based conditioning i had inside my mind wow it's mad. I was going to ask you, and I don't know if we have time because we're on 47 minutes, but I wanted to ask both of you, if you don't mind sharing, what was one of the most revealing insights that you've gained so far? And I know we're on different journeys, but I'm being super nosy here. Oh, wow. Um, revealing insights. About self. <sighs> no, I know. I'm taking the deep exhale because sometimes it just hits you when you're like on the bus and you're like, oh, yeah. shit. And it happens like yeah, like two yeah. days after therapy, you're like, oh, is that what I'm really like? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me think. Oh, that's a good question. Um, Aaron, can you go? Because I feel like it's fresher. Like, I feel like mine, I'm going really big. I need to come back down to earth while you're speaking. I- I am clicking on my Evernote of no. Oh wow, that's why I need the Evernote. <laughs> Do you know what? Can you know we that? get that? Can we get his book by Evernote of notes? I'm gonna get that and robot the thing, and it's gonna be a theme. That's oh. a brimback. That's a comedy brimback. Um, yeah, you know what? I I haven't. I don't know. I'm still. I'm still kind of going through it. Um, this it's not a deep one at the moment because I'm still kind of refining my practice. But I would say one thing that was interesting was we talked about anger um and yeah just just referring to anger as a metaphor for an iceberg so if you think it's one thing you know something's triggering there's a fucking 90 percent of other shit going on um so it's not like i didn't understand that but yeah and the other stuff yeah right now i would rather not reveal (laughs) that's just me um, for me, I I was thinking about my parents, I think. And um, it, I think sometimes the feeling is like penny drop moment. So like you kind of always know what it is, but it's just being able to have the words to articulate it. Um, I didn't realize how protective I am of my mum and how much like when we're in social situations, if I've always kind of got one eye on her. And so it makes it very hard for me to relax um, because I just want to make sure that she's all right. Um, Mm. And then another big revelation was learning that I am perpetually in a place where I don't want people to be upset with me. And so, because I just can't handle it, it's just too upsetting. And I also feel like making people upset is a bit of like a, 
I think it's an irresponsible thing to do knowingly. Um, I just think it can be avoided. And so I would overcompensate by making decisions for people or just preempting maybe that they might be upset with me. And then I just realized that I could just trust people to handle their own feelings and trust that also that they weren't making a decision. Um, just trust their decision, which actually points more towards being worthy of love or being worthy of a conversation. Um, I'd find get out clauses to like make them, them more comfortable rather than me being comfortable, if that makes sense. Cause I didn't want to yeah. upset them. So those were like two things I think that I have would say that I found found out along the way. Some insight. Wow. Yeah, mm. I, I mean I've I've got lows, but a cup one or two <laughs> of the of the main yeah. things over that period of eighteen months and deep dissection was that witnessing the disharmony in my parents' marriage and having more conversations with my dad than my mum around it, I would feel his pain. And over the years that has really created a story that relationships will ultimately end in pain for me, which mm. is something I internalized unconsciously a long time ago, which has probably been the reason I've been single for ages, right? And and also another one is that because we've been brought up in the Catholic faith and we're taught that we need to put others first all the time, I can't put myself first unless I am balancing it out with altruistic work in some sort of way like i can't yeah. go out and do the reuben christian show and make everyone laugh and do music and stuff for me and my expression unless i'm doing dream rehab or a podcast like this that i feel is mm. helping because it's too selfish and i know it's that's neither wrong or right but i've come mm. to learn that that is part of how i'm wired and i will feel off wow. if it was just one or the other and so i have to manage this part of me so i will do altruistic work but at the same time i'm going out there and doing the reuben stuff it just can't wow. be one or the other i feel i'm i'm off and i know that come from the catholic teachings and what my parents are teaching me and all mm. that kind of stuff mm. which i've got a lot of beef with now the religion and all that but mm. that's another podcast you know? do you think that you could um do something for like yourself for like six months let's say yeah, as long as in my mind I know I'm helping other people, even if it's in conversations or even if it's in I'm going to give you an hour of my time to help you out on your journey. Yeah. I, I, I can't do joy? just Ruben. Yeah, no, it actually does. That's all it does. So maybe it's more that. I don't know. I do no, like I just, to do that. I'm, I'm very interested in it because I feel the same. Like I barely have time in this week, but I've still found like someone to mentor. Like how? Yeah. Do you know? It's yeah. like I you can't know, help that's... it. That's crazy. I had the same thing. I had Shit. to. I'm working on saying saying no, because I got I had mentored so many people this month, and I, if someone asks, I can't fucking say no. So I'm just Bruh, working through this is through so saying, yeah through saying relatable. no. But, but giving myself that space to do that and not feeling guilty about it. But yeah, this, yeah. this I think that, that there's all there's all so many small little insights that are definitely helping, man. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just taking the shame away from yourself to allow yourself to, yeah. you know, to feel those different things. Yeah, mm. and we haven't we haven't got time to answer how long into your session did you first cry? Do we, Aaron? I ain't cried yet. No. Well, I, I, I well, it depends. I probably yeah, I won't even speak about that stuff yet. So yeah, I've I well, I, I like I had two big <laughs> cries, and it was and, and when I done them. I didn't know I was going in and that would happen that session, but when I'd done it and and I was crying and crying and crying, I got it all out. 
fuck my life did I feel lighter and then Kevin mm. told me how much I was carrying around this thing I was crying about I was like wow anyway we're deep yeah. we're going too deep it's I mean I'm only just yeah. skimming the surface in with 54 minutes in so um all right I think that's that was a dope session I did that there's definitely a lot more to to get through mm. so I would say I'd love to hear the audience's thoughts on this um pod and if there's more stuff that you'd like to hear us talk about explore unpack is would you guys appreciate getting a therapist on um yeah keep the communication two ways um Mm. we want to hear from you man yeah it's because it's like we as in us three as well as our listeners are co-creating this project right are Mm. directing where it's ultimately going to end up so yeah like aaron said please do let us know because we don't know where this is going yeah, it is. It is one big conversation. Trying to mm. ting. All right, guys. Um, I got a bounce. Thank you All for right. your time. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank Pleasure you for your thoughts always. and your honesty, man. And yeah, Aaron, yeah, I want to check in with you in like a few months' time and see where you are on that journey still. Do you know what I mean? And all of us actually, because mm. Ruben, I want to know more about you post therapy as well. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. let's let's make happen. Yeah, let's chat about this yeah. again in, in a few months' time. I'm on that thing, man. All, All right, right, guys. Peace. Have a good All day. Right. Peace. Peace. What is this behavior? You see, that is ridiculous, isn't it? We've got issues beyond issues. But to be honest with you all, I think that is just literally a part of the human experience. I don't think anyone is normal because we've all come from such a mix of influences. No one life is normal so it probably makes sense to do you know what i mean go inside and understand who you are anyway i'll stop preaching i'm just a massive fan of therapy i hope you guys enjoyed the episode if you want to follow us on instagram and stay up to date with what we're doing aaron's got all these nice little sexy animations going on there it's at what is this behavior podcast again on the gram it's at what is this behavior podcast um i don't know where you're listening to us but thank you for listening Um, And if you do want to listen again, you can find us on all good podcast platforms. I use the word good because I don't know what else to say. That's what podcasters say, don't they? So, you know, I'm trying to be formal. Good podcast platforms. But until next episode, people, um, enjoy your life and maybe keep disrupting things. Like do things and start projects that will make people say, hey, what is this behavior, man? Because that's what, (laughs) that's the legacy we'd like to leave. Yeah, but don't do anything stupid. Love you. What is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it! <laughs>